Good afternoon, Emmanuel family. It's great to see each of you in worship this afternoon. You know, I always kind of prided myself in thinking that I was an observant person. When my wife Holly would come home after getting her hair done, I'd always say to her, oh, honey, you look lovely. What a great cut that is. But recently, I've been evaluating or reevaluating how observant I am. So you know those online tests that you take? I took a test, an observation test, and I flunked it. Not just a little bit, I flunked it by a lot. Now, there are several questions on it, but I want to give you five, and here's what I'm going to ask you to do. If, if you know the answer to each of the questions, I'm just going to ask you to stand, okay, after each one. So here it is. How many miles are on your car's odometer today? If you know the answer, stand up. These are the rock stars among us. All right, thank you. You can be seated. How about this one? What's the brand name of the stove in your kitchen? If you know what it is, stand up. Look, I see high-fiving in the room. Really? The bar is pretty low if you're high-fiving each other. You know, for the... All right. Number three. How many steps lead to the second floor of your home? All right, this one's a part two, 3B. How many steps to uh, going down to the basement? You know how many steps? All right, number four, go ahead and be seated. What's the speed limit on the main road closest to your home? You know, if you know what it is, stand up. Okay, here's the last one. And a special word to men, men, you can get this. If you're sitting next to your spouse, just do this. Okay? Can you describe in detail what your spouse or good friend was wearing the last time you saw them? Stand up. Every man in this room ought to be standing, I'm telling you. Thank you. All right, who stood up for all five? Just stand up. If you stood up for all five, just stand up. Because I have no life. Because I have no life. Okay. I've been thinking about observational questions when it comes to Christmas and the birth of Jesus. Because I think that most of us know most of the details about the Christmas story, but there may be some things that mm, we're not so sure about. For example, who's the main person in the Christmas story? <laughs> Ralphie is not the answer. <laughs> What? Who said that? <laughs> really? You said that? Okay. Now, now, I think you're freaked out because you're like, I think I know the answer, but I'm afraid to say it. Come on. Who's the main person of Christmas? I mean, it has to be Jesus, right? Because Jesus is the reason for the season. Ah, uh, but wait a minute. 
Miss Allison said a few minutes ago, she quoted Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Prince of Peace, Everlasting Father. Did you hear it? Did you hear it? It's in the first sentence. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. You know why I like Isaiah 9, 6? Because it's the John 3, 16 verse of the Old Testament. For God so loved the world. Here's the thing. The main person of Christmas, listen, the main person of Christmas isn't Jesus, it's you. That's why Jesus came, for you. Now, that shouldn't make you proud. That shouldn't make you arrogant. That should make you feel grateful and hopeful. You know why? Because God loves you and he likes you. God is for you. God isn't mad at you. God is mad about you. And there ought to be a hope-filled people walking around the world because God makes you the central focus of Christmas. Question number two, why did Jesus come? Why was Jesus born? Now you're all freaked out because you're like, I'm not giving any answer. <laughs> okay, if I was to do a person on the street interview and walk around with a microphone, we'd get all these answers this afternoon, right? We'd hear answers like, well, to give us hope. Well, to show us how to love. Well, to bring peace to the earth. Well, for us to have an example for us to follow. Hey, there's nothing wrong with any of those answers except they're not right. The Apostle Paul said to his protege, Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 15, Timothy, this is a trustworthy saying worth your full attention. Jesus came into the world to save sinners. That's it. You know what sin is, right? Every one of us in this room has said things, done things, fought things that we knew were wrong and we did them anyway. That's sin. And because of our sin, our relationship with God was fractured and now there's a divide between us. And Jesus came into this world so that he could reconcile us and the two would become one and now we could have an intimate relationship with God like God intended for in Genesis chapter one when he created mankind. God wants you to thrive and the only way that you can thrive is in having a meaningful relationship with him. Here's a third question. What are the gifts that God wants to give you this Christmas? Do you know that God wants to give you some gifts this Christmas? Paul said to the church in Rome, Romans chapter 8, verse 32, God gave us his son. Listen to this. Will he not also freely give us all things? Will he not freely give us all things? The question is, what are the all things? All the things that money can't buy. 
So what are some gifts you would like for God to give you this year? Your greatest need isn't for an X-series Xbox. Your greatest need isn't for some new toy. You have a deeper need. And that need can only be fulfilled when God gives us the gift of Jesus. So, what are some gifts that you would like for Jesus to give you this year? Let me just give you a couple that I've been asking God for in my own life. I'm asking God this Christmas to give me the gift of living in the present. I don't know what it is about me, but I have a hard time staying in the present. I'm either thinking about what's next or I'm thinking about what happened and I just have a hard time being present. And I think I miss a lot of genuine golden moments because I'm not fully present, I'm someplace else. So I've been asking God to give me that gift. You know what else I've been asking God for? Family reconciliation. Because we have some family members that aren't talking to other family members and there's family fracture. Maybe some of you can identify with that. You know what else I've been asking God for? I've been asking God for him to become real in family members who actually don't know him. And I would love this year for them to come home. Now, it's my A prayer. Now, you know the difference between an A prayer and a B prayer, right? The A prayer is what you really want God to do. But if God doesn't do it in your timetable, you slip into the B prayer. Stop praying the B prayers. Only pray the A prayers. What are the gifts that God longs to give you and that you need this Christmas? Let me make a couple of suggestions. Peace. Peace on earth, goodwill toward men is a generalized term for simply saying this. Many people need God's peace in their own life right now because they're filled with anxiety and stress. What about hope? God wants to give some of you the gift of hope. You know why? Because this holiday season, what's really challenging is some of you are going through a valley of depression or some of you are going through some really deep waters. Things haven't turned out. You're unemployed or underemployed. And so you just want to experience a little bit of hope. For some of you, it's that reconciliation between you and God. Do you know that tonight, you can bridge that gap between you and God by simply saying yes to Jesus. Would you stand, please? I'm going to ask you to pray this big prayer. And the big prayer is this. God, give me your gifts 
all the things that money can't buy that I need. Because if you've given us your son, I know that you will freely give us all things. And so for just a moment, why don't you pray in a prayer that says, God, I'd really love if you would do this, this Christmas for me and my family. Christmas Eve is a great moment for you to begin a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. So let me give you that opportunity. If you need to start or restart, you know, rekindle a relationship with Jesus. If you put Jesus on a shelf this past year, And you know in your heart it's not right that you did that, but you're here tonight and there's something inside of you, a drawing, a wooing that says, come back home. Take the leap and begin a relationship with the Lord by simply asking him to come into your life, by turning your back on all known sin and saying, I'm going to start fresh with you. And that's the greatest gift I can think of. If that's you tonight and you want to start a relationship with God or rekindle a relationship with God, I'm just going to ask you to raise your hand right now. Just raise your hand. Yep. Hands are going up. Yep. This is the best Christmas gift of all. Jesus, for those that just raised their hands, thank you that you've called them to receive the gift of your son, Jesus. And all God's people said, amen. You may be seated.